Just got off work. It is 6.59 on Monday, September 27th. And I just want to say, before I record the episode, I'm <laughs> episode before I record the episode I'm about to tonight, this job has in no doubt caused me back pain. Decreased my life by 10 years and added 10 years to my appearance. <laughs> it's been such a Monday. This is the Off Air Podcast with Rachel Schneider, a show for all the things that don't make it on air. Honest, engaging, in-depth conversations highlighting people making a difference and making waves in their community. Hello, thank you for listening to the Off Air Podcast with Rachel Schneider. I'm your host. I'm Rachel. Welcome back. I just I just walked in the door of my apartment and I needed to calm down. I'd had quite a day. I needed to eat dinner. I needed to pet my cat. I needed to take my heels off. And I'm doing better. Um, I'm actually having some dry cereal for dessert. It is the Aldi type brand of the Berry Captain Crunch. This is Berry Kids Crunch. And it's delicious sweet and corn and oat cereal. Thank you. First things first. This podcast is available on all major listening platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. It's on it. If you're enjoying the show so far, let me know by leaving me a rating or a comment about the conversations you've enjoyed or who I should interview next. You can keep up with me and the show. Find me on Instagram at Rachel Schneider TV. And for all things off the air, follow the Off Air Podcast at Off Air with Rachel. For anyone still listening... Thank you. I'm getting a little distracted. Um, but I just want to say I'm always humbled by people messaging me, asking when the next episode is coming, what it's going to be about. Obviously, I took a step back for a while. I really don't have a great excuse, but that's what I like about this podcast thing is that anytime I get stressed about it or stressed with work and this starts to feel like work, it's I don't have to do it because I don't get paid for it. It's not a monetized thing. I don't have super, super high expectations because I'm just, I'm keeping it fun. I'm keeping it for me. It's just an extra little side project that I get to do. And today's episode will actually be the first in a series of shorter episodes about reporting that I think I'm going to release um, kind of in between more of the interview style episodes that I'll be doing most of the time with the show. I originally wrote an outline talking about how I got into the business. It's a longer story that I've told an abridged version of dozens and dozens of times at this point, and that's because college kids studying broadcasting or acquaintances, people that I'm meeting and they ask me what I do for a living, I say, oh, I'm a TV news reporter. Well, oh, how did you get into being a TV news reporter? And then uh, journalists also, you know, they want to know or aspiring journalists want to know, you know, how do they stand out and get their first job? Because it is a competitive business and there are some things that you need to do to get your foot in the door. So that's just lots of ground to cover. And what I decided to do is split all that information up into multiple shorter episodes. That way nobody's listening to me ramble on about stuff they don't care about when they just want to hear about one section of information 
if you will. So I'm going to start at the beginning and uh, I'm going to go back to why I started pursuing a career in news and how I got here and how I got here here to Roanoke, Virginia, because this is actually my second job in the industry under the same company, but transferring positions, oh my God, that could probably be a whole episode in itself about staying with your company, but moving up in the market at the same time. So uh, if you know me, uh, the main way I get introduced to people now basically is that I'm a TV news reporter. And, um, you know, a lot of my friends, when people introduce me, that is the first thing they say. But obviously that wasn't always the case. And it was never really my dream job. That, it was kind of a fallback for me. Even though it took lots and lots of work to get here, I was not one of those kids who wanted to be a TV news reporter since they were little. And I'm not, I'm not bashing that. I just, that wasn't me. Um, I should have kind of known though, because a lot of things in my life were pointing me to it, to doing this job. I just was so clueless. Uh, but anybody who knew me as a kid or as a teenager knew I loved movies and theater and I wanted to be an actor. I'd been taking acting, singing, dancing lessons since I was three years old. I performed in musical theater all of my life. And really just always saw myself moving out to New York or L.A. after high school and pursuing an acting career full time. I was serious about it. I was um, that's just ever since like my earliest memories were watching classic movie musicals like West Side Story and Gypsy, other Disney musicals, too, and like reenacting them, reenacting my favorite scenes from really dramatic movies and I just, that's how I saw myself. That's when I was happiest is when I was pretending to be a character and entertaining my family and friends and telling a story and and playing pretend. So I did it for a long time. And along the way, I was making YouTube videos and any project for school, I would ask my teachers if I could make it into a video version, if it was a research paper, if it was any kind of presentation, I wanted to do a video because I enjoyed it. And uh, I even did a job shadowing day in high school. My junior year, we were required to do like a day of job shadowing. And I reached out to the local news station that I grew up watching, WXYZ Channel 7 in Detroit, and shadowed reporters for a day there, which was really cool. But even then, I still didn't know, know, know for sure that that's what I wanted to pursue as a job. I was still really attached to this whole acting thing. And then in college is when reality hit because I started taking more acting intensives at the Purple Rose Theater Company in Chelsea, Michigan. I started performing in college productions and taking acting classes at Grand Valley State University where I was majoring in film and theater initially. And the more I heard from my professors there and other instructors about what it was really like to run the audition circuit and make this a career and be a working actor, the more biographies I read about actors grinding it out in Hollywood, waiting tables and working side gigs to survive and waiting and waiting and waiting for their big break or listening to my other friends who were out there doing it, who who were trying and succeeding at being working actors, succeeding at landing off-Broadway or even sometimes Broadway shows, but still not making it rain, you know, not barely making enough to still live in like this dinky apartment and living paycheck to paycheck while they're struggling to find their next gig it just wasn't for me. The lifestyle wasn't for me. And part of that is definitely because I was 
very privileged growing up. I, I grew up in an upper middle class family and I was used to having certain luxuries, if you will, that the more I thought about it and the more um, that I had to earn money for myself, like I, I got my first job when I was 14 and started making my own money and saving money, the more I learned the value of a true dollar, it just kind of blew my mind that, oh, <laughs> if I do this and pursue this, I am basically committing to be poor for a while <laughs> like and doing the paycheck to paycheck thing. And that's going to be my reality. And so I thought about it and I just couldn't do it. Um, it just, it, it, it wouldn't have worked for me. So by my sophomore year in college, I actually, I transferred to a different school, to the University of Toledo in Ohio and uh, began a pre-law major and studying those types of classes and also minoring in communication um, because my uh, mentors at Channel 7, who I did keep in touch with just about having a career at all, and I would email from time to time. They were like, oh, this is going to be a good thing to do. You know, you're going to want to, when when I took that job shadowing day with them, they said, you're going to want to take college classes and journalism and know these things. So I was still interested in it. I just wasn't actively pursuing it yet. So I declared a minor in communications to fulfill some requirements. And it was really just, you know, it was it was very back of my mind just to graduate. And then I wanted to go to law school and be a media lawyer and I, I thought about going to like a media law friendly or specialty school where I could learn how to be an agent for actors and for musicians and athletes. And I don't know if you know this, but to be an NFL agent, you have to be bar certified. And the application for it, I think, is like 10 grand. I mean, it's crazy. But that's what I wanted to do. I, I, I don't know. I wanted to be the next Jerry Maguire for a minute. Um, so I, you know, was minoring in this communication field. And then my junior year, I started taking a class called media production and performance. And that brought me back into the news studio, this time at the University of Toledo. And everything clicked. Everything clicked when I took this class where I was writing my own stories about stories I was interested in that were happening in my local community. I was editing video that I had shot. I was doing interviews with people. I was having a conversation. I was connecting with people. And then I got to wrap it all up and present the story in front of everybody or, you know, on camera. And then everybody in the class would watch it. But I started getting really good feedback from my professors in these classes. And they were just like, oh, you're a natural. Like, you can do this. And suddenly law school, also being pretty expensive, (laughs) became less and less attractive because I was having so much fun doing these classes for my minor. Then again, it just clicked. I just realized like, oh my God, what am I doing? Because this is so much fun. And I still kind of get to be in the spotlight in this way. I still get to be a storyteller. I still get to be on camera and I get to, I get to write. I get to edit all my own video. I get to be not just kind of an actor, in a way, presenting this story, but I can be the director and the writer and, you know, all in one. And then on top of it, I felt so fulfilled because I would do interviews with people who were really being affected by things going on in their community. At the time, I was reporting in the Toledo community, Um, but they were always so great to talk to because I would learn so much. 
I mean, being a reporter feels like you just do a different research paper every day. You're constantly learning about new things. And the more confident that I became in my reporting skills, the more that I got to know people in my community and realize the impact that good journalism could have, the less I liked acting because I don't know, there was just something about being myself and being confident in myself that I hadn't had before, before doing this job. Even when I was doing it in school and learning how to do the job, there was something about being me and presenting stories that were real that somehow a switch flipped and that was more that was more fulfilling. That was I felt like I was doing a service to the community more so than when I was just being an entertainer. Having a job where I could actually make a difference while doing what I loved, that was the goal. And I knew that I had found what I was meant to pursue as a career post-grad. So my, um, my, my second semester of my senior year in college was completely devoted to getting a job. And that second semester of my senior year, basically that last chance, I finally got an internship with the local news station in Toledo, 13 ABC, which would later have an opening and hire me. And uh, I would have my first multimedia journalist gig there. But to back up just a little bit, (laughs) it was not the only place I applied. Um, Toledo, I believe, is market number 80 at this point. And television news markets go from one being the biggest. So like one is New York City, two is LA, three is mm, Chicago or something. You, you get my drift. You know, all the major cities are up top, and then market 200 is like middle of nowhere Texas, essentially. And for your first job, you're usually going to work in a small market. You're going to work in market number, you know, 187 or 200 or something. A lot of the time you do, but Toledo was market number 80. And I had this thing in my brain, just wanting to be an overachiever, I guess, And I wanted to work in a top 100 market. I don't know if it's because I just wanted to seem impressive. I mean, a big part of it was because I did want to report in my hometown and I wanted people that had grown up with me and my professors and stuff to be proud of me and to report on stories in my community where I kind of already had all of these sources and I knew a lot of people, which did help me a lot in the job. And that helped me get the job because my bosses saw that and they were like, oh, this is going to be, this is going to be a plus. But I made multiple demo reels of my college work and some of what I had been doing during my internship while I was still in my second semester of college. And I sent that demo reel out to close to 100 stations. I applied to so many openings online, so many job postings. And I didn't start to hear back really until like right before I was graduating. I graduated in May and I posted my first demo reel in January. But as I started making more, I started getting more responses. And I remember in like March of 2019, I was getting two to three emails every day from news directors all across the country who had seen my reel on YouTube and wanted me to know about their jobs that they had openings for. So it was crazy. But in my heart, I knew that I really, really, really wanted this job in Toledo. And so I was patient. I went on like 
mm, four. I went on four different interviews at different news stations, and I was just really holding out to see what 13 ABC was going to offer me. Some of the first job offers I got, um, for example, one in, I believe it was Elmira, New York, and Ithaca, that area. Um, they offered me 25 grand a year, no sick time, no vacation time. And it was for an anchor producer position on the weekends. And then I would MMJ or be a multimedia journalist, which is just a one-man band. You know, you're your own photographer and reporter during the week. (laughs) And it was a beautiful area. I actually really liked the people who worked at that station a lot and were kind of showing me around the day that I interviewed there. But that's that was the lowest offer that I got. And that's just an idea of like, you know, that was for an anchor position. It was a small market. Um, Another offer I got was in Champaign, Illinois, and I would have been making 28 grand a year to be a multimedia journalist. And it was a little bit closer to home, but, um, you know, and I would have gotten vacation time there, pretty standard contract type deal. But again, Coming out of college, thankfully, I didn't have any college debt. But coming out of college, a lot of people have college debt and a salary like that. I mean, you're after taxes, you're you're barely making over minimum wage. Um, so it truly is a labor of love. It really is. But anyways, long story short, 13 ABC offered me the best deal. And it was also the best financially, too, because I didn't have to move. You know, I was already... Right there, I did move to like a solo apartment, my first big girl apartment where I was on my own and I didn't have a roommate, but it was still in an affordable area. It was near my family, so I wasn't going to have to take time off to go visit them. And it was the best decision for me. I don't regret it at all. I learned a lot, especially working in a newsroom with so many veteran anchors and reporters. I'm talking about anchors that have been at that desk for 30 years. And reporters who've been at that station, some of them for 15 or 20 years and been in the business for even longer. I just had some amazing journalists to look up to. And I realize it more now that I'm at a station with younger journalists who are kind of, you know, doing the whole career uh, checkers or chess, chess board. They're trying to move up the ladder. They're trying to, you know, make the best decision and market jump. Um, I, I appreciate it so much more now, the people that I worked with and the professionalism that I worked with. Not to mention reporting in my hometown and getting to tell the stories of my friends and neighbors, some people that I've known since childhood, was pretty incredible. And then, you know, my parents getting to watch me on TV, my aunt and uncle, my cousins, that's an experience that not a lot of journalists get to have, especially at their first job out of college. And for a while, I thought about staying. I I was pretty content, you know. I just thought, okay, you know, when my two-year contract is over, I'll hopefully get a better promotion and I'll stay here or, you know, maybe I'll eventually anchor here. And at the time, uh, this time last year, I had just started dating someone who I, you know, was... started getting in a very serious relationship with very fast. And I was content. I I was thinking, you know, maybe I'll stay here. And then in the back of my mind, there was always something, you know, it was that drive in me that always wanted to go to New York or LA. I I still don't really want to go to New York or LA, but 
I always had this urge to leave my hometown and to leave the area where I grew up to experience something new. Because especially since I took my first job in Toledo, which is basically down the road from Monroe, Michigan, where I really grew up, (laughs) I mean, I had never left the Midwest. I'd never lived anywhere else but the Midwest. I'd, of course, gone on vacation and stuff, and I'd gone on trips to LA and New York just to see how expensive and crazy it really was. And I loved every minute of being in New York. I hated every second of being in LA. Uh, But it was just, it was something I knew was always going to be in the back of my mind of like, will I ever look back and wonder what if, if I stay here? And it was something I ended up praying about a lot because in college, when I wasn't sure what I was supposed to do, especially after the whole acting dilemma started settling in my brain of like, oh, maybe I don't want to be an actor. I started praying to God about what my purpose was and just asking like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I thought this was my dream and now I'm really confused. And then the same thing kind of happened. And I started seeing a therapist in Toledo shortly after I, I got my job at 13 because I seemingly got this dream job that I'd worked really hard for and that a lot of people work really hard for just to get into this business. And then I was kind of left wondering, okay, what it, what, what else? Like, what, shouldn't I be happy now? Like, isn't this my happily ever after? Isn't this supposed to bring me contentment and I'm supposed to be good? Uh, and I had like this post-grad depression in a way because I just wasn't sure what I was supposed to do. And then, you know, that next year of my career was consumed by the pandemic and I got really lost (laughs) because, you know, obviously none of us were able to see a lot of our friends and it, it just, it stole a year of my career because, I mean, thank God I still had a job, but all of my stories were about COVID and being a journalist during COVID was extremely stressful. So to wrap that up, I knew by the end of my two-year contract at Channel 13 that I needed a change. And not just career-wise in the way that, you know, I, I wanted a station that had more opportunities for growth because it's great to learn from a lot of veterans, reporters, and anchors, but when you work in a station that has a lot of them, you know that you're not going to get as many anchor opportunities to fill in on the desk or you're not going to get as many big breaking stories because they're going to send someone else who has more experience. And that's totally understandable. But in order for me to grow, I did want to go somewhere where I would get more of those opportunities. But I didn't want to move down in the market. And I wanted to move to a different region that I never lived before. And I love the mountains and I loved hiking. So I found a station within my company that was hiring for a multimedia journalist position. And it wasn't the only station, per se, that I was looking at, but it did stick out because, you know, it it kind of fulfilled that requirement about it being somewhere that I had never been and a different region of the country, a little bit more East Coast, a little bit more to the South, and especially after going through a pretty nasty breakup in the wintertime, too, it was a fresh start, and I would have more job opportunity like more career advancement opportunities here too. So I was able to negotiate a pretty good raise in a new contract, still working for great television, same company, but moving to a completely new place and starting over. And I had my reservations about that too. I I kept wondering, you know, like, 
Am I still going to enjoy reporting if it's not reporting in my hometown? Am I still going to be any good at it since I'm starting from ground zero and don't have any sources here, don't know anything about the area, don't know anything about the people? And so far, the answer is yes. I still do really enjoy it because I found that if you know what's important to people and if you hear people out and you listen to them and you truly are a good listener, then that way you can tell their stories accurately. You can give them a voice and you can still be a great storyteller. And I truly believe that people do need that. They need local journalism for that reason. Because we're not these big national, you know, correspondents or anything that are only going to pull the footage that we want to and basically be commentators about what's going on. I mean, we're going to talk to people on the ground in the community. If your power goes out and it's been out for days and the power company's not doing anything to fix it, then we'll come out to your house and we'll talk to you about how this is impacting you and your family. And then we'll reach out to the power company and we're going to ask to talk to the CEO about what's being done to fix this. Or why the power keeps going out. Or if they're going to reimburse all these citizens for their spoiled food because their fridge shut off. You know, the list goes on. But those are the types of stories that we do. And local news, local journalism, it helps hold people and companies accountable. And that is important. So again, very roundabout way of saying that this job is fulfilling. And even though I'm not doing it in my hometown anymore, I still really enjoy it. And I enjoy it even more working in warmer weather, sometimes pretty sweaty. It gets really humid here in the summer. I've met so many new friends being here in Roanoke, Virginia. I've gotten to explore national parks and places that I never would get to go on the weekends if I still lived in Ohio or Michigan. I'm so much more fit and active just because I get to have more of a work-life balance with my schedule. I'm working Monday through Friday, like 9 to 7 now. Um, (laughs) And I would say 9.30 to 6.30 because that's my normal shift. But I usually start work early and then end up clocking out pretty late depending on what my story is. And it's long days. I mean, it's hard. Uh, I don't get lunch breaks very often. But at the end of the day, I can talk about it with my fellow journalists. I can talk to my friends. I can talk to my family. And I know that I'm doing something that I really enjoy doing, that's fulfilling, that is important to my community. And that's really all I can ask for in a career. Um, And again, on the days when it's hard, when when it sometimes is not fun, because we don't always do fun stories, sometimes we do very serious stories or sad stories and sometimes downright tragic, you know, terrible, awful things that we have to report on. But we're still doing a service to the community by letting them know what's going on. And even on those days, I'm still really, really happy and really, really blessed that I ended up where I am. So that's it. That's today's episode. I'm sure there may be more to add to this story later when I do these little mini episodes across the board later on about, you know, my day-to-day life or how to get a job specifically. I can add more information. Thanks again for listening. Good night and good luck.